With crossbow? And, and we are live. Welcome to episode 71 of Menace on the Man. Yep. Got a crossbow. What are you doing with the crossbow? Well, I spoke about home protection and I got it. That's your way of protecting your home? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I really, if I had this thing loaded, boom. I was going to say, is it loaded? Shoot the camera. Yeah, I would, yeah that, I would shoot that thing right in the center. <laughs> Not a problem. So, yeah, you, it was taking a little bit for you to get that thing together. Shut your mouth. No, it wasn't. I was, you know, checking out all the different components and differentials and just making sure, you know, it's a well-oiled killing machine. All right, all right. Organizing. Oh, and you got some hand sanitizer. I did. Yeah, I, put that on your on your dirty ass. On my ass or on my hands? Both. Okay, I'm good on that right now. I figured it was for the end of the show. Oh. After we and even I uh, was gonna say a little more social distancing. I was gonna kind of put you at the end of the table. No, see how I'm at the end of the table. You're kind of in well, a little it's bit. My, it's my table. I know, but why don't you go over a little bit? Because what happened last week when we had the guest on, it was kind of cutting off your face. Boom. So one funny thing, like I mentioned yesterday, what did Chael, Chael hit you up and said, ooh, Chael hit you up and said, post this? Yeah, me and Chael are buds, dude. Of course. Chael's the man. But then uh, when you did post it, it was like... Well, he had... I was... I was... Uh, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm not, I was laying on the couch and I was watching Love is Blind all day. Chael acknowledged three people. That I was like, oh shit, and you were one of them. The other two was Daniel Cormier mm-hmm. and George Saint Pierre. Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that boat. You're in that boat, <laughs> bro. You're in that boat for real. You wound up in that boat. He yeah. was like, DC's hitting me. He was like, chill. He was talking. He did like submission underground. The commentary for another room. He's talking. Then he's like, GSP just hit me up and is asking me about the Tiger documentary. And then he's like, what are you doing, GSP? And he, he's like, GSP, you prick. Go put on fucking what you call it. Go put on um, Submission Underground. Then DC hit him up and was talking about someone that competed and was like, yo, this guy's a badass. Then he was like, Dennis Bermudez just texted me. I'm going to reshare <laughs> Submission Underground right now. And he's like, you're a little late, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, I was, it was. Uh, Love is Blind. What is that? It's an awful series on Netflix that actually will get you. Will so, get you? Yeah. So it's, it's people. A bunch of people get together, guys and girls. They don't get together. They're in two different rooms, whatever, and they meet in these cubicles, and they can't see each other, and they pretty much speed date and talk to people like, oh, you know what? I want to keep talking to you. I want to talk to you tomorrow. And they then, like, for, you know, after three days, people are like, uh, they're crying, like, I love you. I'm like, what? You I haven't have- seen this person? Okay. And you're dropping L-bombs after three days? That's insane to me. So oh. it, it was like, you know, a car wreck. I'm like, I got to watch more of these psychopaths confessing their love after three days and oh, not even sure. seeing them. And then they get engaged. What did you just have on that was like a car wreck as well? 90 Day Fiance? Oh, 90 Day Fiance. That's another one. That's some car wreck. Where I just... I just I was into you it. You know what it is? I think it's like just people just are just having trouble with the relationships. They're like, fuck it. Let me just... Close my eyes and, you know, throw a dart and hopefully I hit the, a bullseye, which throw, never... Throw shit at the wall. Yeah, which never happens. And it's never a good idea. Yeah. 
Well, even like you said, the way you were like, um, that people were crying and whatnot after three days, it's never a good idea to rush love or yeah. rush a relationship yeah. or anything like that. You know, it's funny though, because you could tell like what people are like on their wasted, like uh, drunk. Yeah. Like, I mean, it makes for good entertainment. You give people free booze and shit like that, you know, and then they get engaged without they and they propose to each other without seeing each other. Really? Yes. Stan, this is insane to me. I, like within a 10 day period. Then Man. they then they get to see each other for the first time and like you have to give them a ring and they're like, oh, my God. But like when you're looking at like, you know, national TV, you're you're of the person being good looking on the other side is like a really good chance because TV doesn't want ugly people. No. You know, so hang on. I didn't see one person on the show that was overweight. You know, so, so everyone was attractive. Yeah, barely, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they speed date by having conversations and they can narrow it down. Hey, I'll meet you tomorrow. Then they propose to each other after so much time they meet. And then the show sends them on like a honeymoon. You know, they go to Vegas and or no, they go to the Cancun, Mexico. And then it's kind of funny because all these people have been talking to each other and maybe some romantic stuff was said between, you know, but they're not with each other anymore. So, you know, it's, it's a real, it's a train wreck. All the people on there are psychopaths. It's insane. I mean, most people are psychopaths, no? What, what is sanity? You know, like what's a sane person? Yeah, I, I guess for me the sanity is, is the norm, I guess, doing normal stuff, which is maybe that's insane. Yeah, what do you deem normal stuff? You know what? Not normal. You know, their percentages of it working out are are not real. If you're, you know, you've never met somebody. You're going to get engaged before you've even seen them. What percentages? Yet alone. Relationship percentages, even if you know someone for years, yes, are not yes. in, fa- in your favor. Yes. Yeah. I just. All right. So we're going to, we'll jump right into Alex Volkanovsky and we'll talk to him about some of the current events. You can show him your crossbow. Yeah, I'm going to. That works. Are you a fan of Alex Volkanovsky? Big fan? Yep. I am as well. You and him got something in common. Yep. Oh, Jesus. It's loud. My headphones are loud. Yeah, I don't know why that was so loud. Jeez, Louise. Alex! The Great! What's happening? Is that working? We're good. Alex. Yep, we got you. I just got a crossbow today. Oh, what? This is it. I just got this today. <laughs> what do you nice. think? What do you think, dude? Mate, I don't, I don't mind my, my hunting. That looks sick. We're not allowed to use them uh, here in Australia. Are you allowed to use them? I don't know how to use it yet. Wait, crossbows are banned in Australia? Crossbows are. We're allowed bow and arrows, not crossbows. Really? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know if this is legal in New York. I got it on on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, though, I have had one. My mate has had one before, but yeah, they're not actually uh, legal. Well, Alex Volkanovsky, welcome to Menace and the Man, Stan the Man, Dennis the Menace Bermudez, and now we're joined by the featherweight champion, Alex Volkanovsky. Yes, sir. What's happening? Welcome. How are you? Big Pretty fans good. here. We've actually. He's friends with the Hickman brothers, so he's been talking about you, and we've heard about you for years before you were the champion. I watched a couple of the shows. Oh, really? 
Yes, so I have seen. I've seen. Uh, I've seen uh, Dennis. Uh, he's been uh, saying that I was going to get the last couple of wins. So okay, stuff. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, like you know what it is. He's always told me that if the Hickman brothers vouch for somebody, they're legit. Yeah, and they've been yeah. talking about you for years. So it's like, all right, he's probably going to win this next fight. Who do you like better, George or Frank? I like them both. I like them both. See, look, I'm always sitting on the fence, and I'm always there. No, nah, they're both all right. They George, got this. They're, they're both. It's funny because when I first met both of them, they're like, they're like you know, well, it's hard to explain. So they've got a sense of humor that's sometimes very hard to, to take. So at the start, I thought they didn't like me, but it's just that's just how they are. But now I'm used to their sense of humor, so I get along with them both really well. Yeah, they're like pretty mean. And they, they, <laughs> yes. they, they it's almost like they look down on you and you're like, why? What the fuck? But they're very that, easy to like. I don't know. There's something about like you want to be like on their team, like right, right, Frank, right, George. But yeah. like in your head, like I'll smash them both. Why do I need their? <laughs> well, now what's your thing with them? You went to college. I wrestled. Same... I wrestled with George okay. at Bloomsburg University, oh, okay. and Frank was always coming around. Um, but man, they're they're the same kind of of guys, you know. What I mean, they're like fucking scrappers, go 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 go, you know. So me and me and yeah. George would fucking butt heads because it's like I'm not gonna quit, I'm not gonna quit. So it'd be back and forth, fucking, you know. Some days I'd have a good day, some days he'd have a good day, and it, it got. Uh, yeah, man. Got a little he's wild. Still, he's still, he's still, he still gets into it actually. George is sort of just with the coaching route now, but um, every now and then he'll chuck the wrestling boots on and get stuck in it with some of the. Some of the guys that are still, you know, UFC fighters and whatnot, and he still goes all right. He hold, still got hold it. Sometimes you sit on the couch drinking beer all the time. And now, how often are you in Thailand? Because you're from Australia. Australia. So I'm from Australia, but yeah, I'm, I've been going to Tiger Muay Thai for since 2014. So I was there for uh, the Tiger Muay Thai tryout. So I was actually in the 2014. Uh, Tiger Muay Thai tryouts, and I got one of the scholarships. So I've been back and forth there ever since. Yeah. So something we've talked about here on the show before. What's your nationality? Like your not nationality is obviously Australian. What's your um makeup? Are you Russian? Dad, no, my dad's Macedonian. That's where the Volkanovski is. And my mum's Greek. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, thought you. So, were, we, uh, we were like, we didn't even know if you spoke English, and then we realized you were from Australia. You got like that one of those names. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what a lot of people think I'm Russian. Actually, I think I just shared something on my Instagram. Uh, I had Russian writing, but I mean, it was a cool video, so I shared it. But they were, I think supposedly someone goes, oh, they think you're Russian. So then someone told me that I must speak Russian, being like, telling me, oh, they think you're Russian. That's what I read. I just shared it because it was a good video. But supposedly you, they think I'm Russian. So a lot of people think I'm Russian. You probably have a huge Russian fan base of people that are just that's thinking, good. yeah, 100%. I'll, ru I'll, I'll run with that, so... Let it be, Alex. How old are you again? I'm 31. Right. Because I because because I was already having a pretty good run. Because or uh, Stan asked if I knew who you were. I'm like, of course I know who he is. You know. But me and you were on maybe a same card, or we were obviously at the same fight. And like, I was walking. I saw you had knocked some people out, and I passed you, and I was like. I, I just I don't want to fight that guy. <laughs> I just I don't, he's like shorter than me. I don't know how to fight people shorter than me. I don't know what, what would I do. You know, I remember that for, with wrestling. If someone was shorter than me, I was like, oh, what the fuck? I don't know how to wrestle people shorter than me. This is gonna be. I don't know how to how to do this. You know, mate, it's true. Wrestling, wrestling people shorter, or even war work. 
it was such a good uh, center of gravity, it's, it, it makes things uh, hard sometimes. I'm used to taller guys. That's why a lot of people yeah. always, a lot of people always tell me, oh, what are you going to do the range? And I'm like, man, I've been fighting people with longer range than me for years. <laughs> yeah. That ain't a problem. That, that's, that's all I'm used to. Yeah, I was Even talking... rugby league, I was always versing the bigger boys. So. Yeah. Even Chad Mendes, when I fought Chad Mendes, obviously him being, I oh, will about the same height, I think. But, uh, you know, it was good because it forced, for some of my height, my reach is actually pretty good. So I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind the smaller guys when it comes to MMA. Wrestling, yeah. I rather wrestle taller guys. Yeah, Menace is about to challenge Chad Mendes to a crossbow off. Well, no, I need to get okay, a hold. Yeah. I need to get a hold of that fucker. Uh, just because one, we want to get him on the show, and then two, I want to fucking. Hey, man, I just got this fucking bone arrow gun. How do I fucking kill things with it? How do I even work <laughs> this thing? Yeah. yeah. Stands high there, up there on my radar. Me? Yeah. To what? Shoot me? Yeah. Well, no, we'll put an apple on your head. No, no Come chance. Come on, man. No chance. No chance. Stan. You don't trust <laughs> me? You're bugging. You're bugging. You don't trust me, dude? Not that well. Dude. Until I see you hit like 10 bullseyes in a row, then maybe. Wow. But even then. Even then. I just got to give you like 90, like nine great South Bay brewery beers. Oh, I don't know about that. 19. No, no chance. <laughs> Would you ever do that, Alex? Let someone shoot an apple off your head with a crossbow? Uh, not a chance. Yeah. Chance. So. What if he was a pro? Maybe, maybe when I was younger. When I was younger, <laughs> I was pretty wild, but dumb, whatever. But now, now, now that I'm a daddy and now that, I, you know, with the whole fighting thing, now I'm too scared of getting injured. I don't do nothing. Yeah. I'm a little pussy now. Yeah. So you're a father. How many kids you got? I've got two girls. Okay. So I'm a house, I'm a house full of girls. So. What about your dog? Is your dog a boy? Hey. Is your dog a boy? My do- yes, he is. Boston. He's yeah. a little French bulldog. Yeah, I saw that little sucker. You got a little boss. Yeah, I've seen the post. I've seen that you had a few girls. I wasn't sure exactly how many, but yeah. No kids for yeah, me. Menace got two little boys, so yep. it's part of life, I guess, you know, for some That's people, it. not me. All right, yeah. Well, so what I noticed. Stan says. Oh, sorry? No, Stan says he doesn't want kids. He just can't find anyone to mate with. No, come on now. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) I've almost been trapped a time or two. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love it. What were you saying, Big Dog? I was just saying, uh, I noticed uh, the setup's a bit different. Is that because of what's happening? You're setting up at home or? We've always been a traveling show a little bit, but then right now we're usually at G Fuel headquarters. They were going through some renovations. They are basically oh, blowing okay. up, so they had to take over our studio space, turn it into offices. All right. So now we're like waiting to hear back from them when we could possibly go back, or maybe we'll build our own studio somewhere else. We're in the okay, yeah. And then this thing happened, so now we're yeah, yeah. I know we should yeah, be crazy. six feet away, but you know how it is. That's all right. I, I, yeah. Well, we got different rules. I know one of our rules over here is supposedly if you work with people, you've got your bubble of a couple of people you work with. I think it's only one person, but if there's someone you work with, you're, you're all right to do everything. Or like obviously your family, that's your bubble, you're allowed. That's our rules right now, but I think every day something's changing. Yeah. Every day. You know, I'm doing all my workouts here at home and just, you know, just, just doing what we can in these crazy situations. Yeah. How how is the hand injury? I know you had the broken hand after the Max fight. Yeah, it's it's good now. Uh, it's just it's crazy. So again, this is just a tricky situation for me because you know there's still a chance that maybe that Perth card happens. Uh, when's that? Uh, June seventh here in Australia. Um, but then you've got to look at it right now. I'm in lockdown. 
Uh, I'm ha- coming off a bro- you know broken hand, so I haven't wrestled, grappled for like however long it was, you know, a few months. And then I like maybe done two or three sessions of uh, wrestling or grappling, and then these rules come in, so now I still can't. And then for me to jump into a camp six weeks with no wrestling, grappling, and even if I get six weeks, just to rush in to defend the title, I know it's just crazy, man. Just this, yeah. this time we're in right now, it's just hard to really make a decision. Obviously, we want the money. We need the money as well. Uh, if we're going to be locked down for, you know, I've heard hearing people say things like six months here in Australia, but um, I just don't know. We don't know. No one knows what's happening. So it's a tricky situation for, for everyone in the world right now, but what do we do? Yeah, crazy times. What do we I, do, Stan? I think that what's going to happen as far as professional fighters, because they're not like NFL players or basketball players or baseball players. You saw yesterday with the Submission Underground, how Chael put on Submission Underground. The okay, yeah. Portland gave him like a mandate. They were like, we only want X amount of people in the room at one time. He was like, all right, bet. I'll fucking announce from down the block. I'll have my producer in a truck outside. I'll have one referee two fighters and whatnot. I feel like that's what, if MMA wants to put on fights right now, that's what it's going to be for the time being. So it's yeah. almost, it's almost going to be who wants to fight without a training camp, without yeah. sparring, you know? Like, that's what I, th- I feel yeah, like it's going to be for it, a minute. Yeah, it, but it's still uh, even playing grounds because everybody, it's the same for everybody. Yeah. Like, if me and Alex yeah. were going to go fight right now, like, you don't have anyone to train with, I don't have anyone to train with. Like, it's my house workouts versus your house workouts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's going to be like just almost like a throwback to like the old school ufc's in a sense where it's like yo people train in the garages and shit yeah like even this ufc that they were trying to put together for april 18th they were just trying to do usman versus masvidal they're trying to do they're trying to now talks of bringing justin gaethje in to fight tony ferguson if khabib can't make it it's gonna that's what it's gonna be for the time being if people want to fight or if fans want fights or if dana wants to put on fights that's what it's going to be it's not going to be yo i had a great camp i had an eight ten week 12 week camp it's going to be i didn't spar i'm just going to make weight and fight this dude yeah but what if because you know how they have fight week and shit like that like what if everyone like stayed in the arena there's enough rooms in the arena and shit like that and everyone got tested before they entered the arena then you're good Right? Yeah, I mean, like that's I, a little extreme, but I don't no, know. I think that's what we're gonna get into in the next. Obviously, it's it. They're saying six months in Australia. Here, they've given us the social distancing and shelter in place type of thing till April thirtieth. They expanded it to. Oh, April thirtieth. April thirtieth. Okay. So yeah, well, we don't. Yeah, we don't have exact dates or anything, but I'm just hearing like schools are gonna be shut down for. You know, yeah. maybe six months and things like that, and there may be gyms. And we just don't know. Again, that that could change tomorrow, but it's just uh, no, no one really knows. And I know what you mean. Like with uh, obviously, a lot of people won't have camps, but then you're going to have people that probably will feel the need to sort of break rules to make sure they get the training and they put pressure on themselves. Next minute, they are training in a gym because they don't want to fight without a proper camp. And I don't know. I just don't want to put myself in that that sort of situation. But in the same time. If this is going to stick around for a long time, then I guess we're going to have to fight eventually. So yeah, you we'll got, do, we'll you got kids to feed. Yeah, I, I, and that's yeah. the thing too. I know some stupid people or smart people, whatever you want to, whatever <laughs> you want to call them, that are leaving the shutters down and leaving the front like it's closed, and they have the back door open. Yeah, and they have full workouts. The whole gym's in there, yeah. and basically the head coach. I'm not going to name his name. He's actually a world class boxing coach. He was like, yo, we'll fuck up the coronavirus the same way we fuck up every, everybody else. 
And he said, yeah, but, but he's I mean, and he's doing know. like temperature <laughs> tests and whatnot. If you're sick, stay home, you know. But he's 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 an out there personality. But he's got people training right now, as if you know they're adjusting a little bit for this whole thing. But I get it. Who? I don't want to name his name. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna throw him on the bus like that. And he's not the only one. I'm sure there's definitely other people that well, are that, still training here on Long Island. You're talking about no different state. So wherever you found the information, it's. it's... What I I got it from a direct source. Yeah, I'm not uh, gonna name. Yeah, I'm not gonna name names, but I'm saying. Well, that, I'm, that's what I'm. Yeah, people reckon, are still training. I reckon you're right. I reckon there'll be more people than you think doing things like that. And not only are they are they obviously if everyone does their part for this thing, we could probably smash this coronavirus. But it's gonna be hard to get everyone to do their part. <laughs> and like, then you've got things like that. So <laughs> instead of arguing like he's on PED, he's like yo, he was training. He was in his gym <laughs> training. This guy's cheating. Yeah. He was actually training. Oh, that's the world <laughs> we're living in right now. Jesus. It's, oh, my crazy times, man. Crazy times. But at the end of the day, I always say we just need to adapt. Need to adapt to whatever's in front of us. And right now, this is what's in front of us. I'm still training. I'm actually doing some workouts with the wife every morning. And then I'm doing my strength and conditioning. Uh, so I'm still getting workouts. But obviously not the wrestling right. and grappling. But I know I can get fit. I know I'll get myself fit. You know, it's not hard. To motivate myself for a fight, I will get fit enough. But at the same time, yeah, it's just tricky. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I guess I've got to talk to my team and see what they reckon as well. But just right now, everyone's just waiting things out. I've so heard people say it. UFC. I've heard you say it. I've heard Ryan the Flair say it. Like, you know how to fight. Yeah. Like, do you need sparring? Yeah. Absolutely. But the main thing is coming in shape. So yeah. if you oh, have. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. If that's you, true. If you have that camp where you didn't spar too much, but you show up in insane shape as long as your mental's ready to rock and roll yeah so that could that, that... Yeah, you know, I, I love to pride myself on being sort of a they say like a calculated fighter even when i'm in the octagon and, and preparing for a fight and whatnot so you know and to me if i was to be like ah stuff it i'll fight and then they drop a band a month later or you know what i mean or or you get what i mean so i don't get a camp but if i fought a month later i would have had a proper camp i'd rather wait that extra month or two where I know I can get a proper camp, you know, if you get what I mean. So yeah. it's just tricky right now. we just got no idea. The UFC haven't even come to me with this. Uh, again, Perth was looking very likely. We haven't even had that proper conversation because of what's happening right now. Yeah. So that just shows you that no one really knows what's happening, especially each country is different. They've got all different rules. The UFC are trying to do what they can in America, finding a spot, trying to, you know what I mean, just doing what they can. And it's just a, it's just a, a shitty situation that the world's in at the moment. But, Again, we just need to adapt. What do you think about Stan's idea that Dana's like, hey, Lorenzo, let me borrow your yacht. We're going to put a cage in there. We're going to ship it out to sea, and we're going to have fights out there. Mate, hey, why not? Why not keep them all on the boat for two weeks after it? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that was I've been, I've been on the, I've been actually on a, a boat. Uh, we had a, there was a cruise and there was a fight. I had a couple of mates fight in Thailand. So uh, they, who was it that they used to Full Metal Dojo? Do you remember Full Metal Dojo, Dennis? Negative. Oh, John. Yeah, John Nutt had a had a show over there, and um, it was on a boat, so on a cruise ship. So they went there and they they went out and like fought on the boat, and it was actually pretty cool. Like it was, and I don't know whether they were so they could have. Yeah. Hey? And then a little vacay after it was on a cruise ship. Well, I don't know. I think, to be honest, I think the boat was still just docked in the harbor oh, when they yeah, done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know whether they done it so they could. I don't know what, whether it was to 
for the rules or the commissions. Or I don't know. I don't even know why they've done it. Or maybe just thought it was a cool idea. They had some rich guy that had a cruise ship and they thought they'll put it in an event. It was actually, it was pretty cool, that. It was all right. Yeah. So you were like, seeking The way that, like, there have definitely been fights on boats before. I know they've had, like, boxing matches and stuff on, like, the USS Intrepid and whatnot. The same way they used to do the fights at the, you fought on one, the fight for the troops. Yeah. It's a different type of card. And then right. look at what Chael did yesterday with Submission Underground. Same type of thing. If, and it's not, if fighters want to fight. Like, if you don't have yeah. the coronavirus, you do want to practice safe hygiene and whatnot and not get sick, but you want to fight. That's how you guys make money. So I think 100%. something's going to happen with this. Like what, yeah, the UFC was going to do, from what I read today, they were going to take Tony and Khabib to Abu Dhabi. But then the tra- oh, really? But then the travel started getting banned. And what, that's why Khabib, Khabib is in Russia because he tried to go to Abu Dhabi, and then they canceled the travel into Abu Dhabi. So that's why he just went home to Russia. And then the UFC was trying to figure out something. And then when they realized they weren't going to get Khabib back to the States, they were like, all right, maybe we'll do Justin Gaethje versus Tony or figure out something else. So this is failed fight number. This is the fifth time. Jesus. Yeah, the fight's cursed. The fight's cursed. I think coronavirus comes so that fight didn't happen. That's what it seems. That's how bad (laughs) this curse is, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Everyone wants to see it and then. Everyone keeps saying if it doesn't happen, that's it. Don't ever try and do it again. But then everyone else is not. Nah, we need to see it. It needs to happen. I, I really want to see that fight. I, I hope something happens. I hope they work it out. Who do you got? When, that, when that fight actually happens, who do you got? Man, it's it's hard to bet against Khabib just because of that, that control and how tight he is with, with everything. But, man, if anyone's going to be able to, to you know be dangerous off his back and pull something off, take crazy risks to get the job done, it's going to be Tony. I really do believe that. You know, he only needs, you know, and he's the type of person who will put himself in bad positions. So I believe that that's why Khabib will be able to control him. But because he is willing to take them risks, put himself in bad positions, I think he could still pull something off as well. So he will be dangerous. Every time they end up on the feet or every time there's a little scramble, you never know because he's the type of person that will try absolutely anything. That's why we love watching him fight. But at the same time, I think, uh, you know, he will put himself, you know, coming in too aggressive or try something crazy. You know, Khabib just wrapping him up, squeezing him, strangling him type thing and then sort of holding him down. And then if they do get back up again, something crazy. So I still think it the whole time that we will be on the edge of our feet because we know what Tony's like. So I definitely want to see that fight. Oh, yeah. Tony's a madman. From his training to his personality to how he fights. I Mate. like that's a fight where me and Menace differ. Menace is going Khabib. I think Tony actually pulls off that upset because it would be yeah. an upset because obviously Khabib's never been beaten. But yeah, it's a tough pick. It's tough to pick against Khabib. Yeah. So like I said, Khabib wins. You <laughs> you clean out the one forty five division. Does Khabib have a problem with you? I mean, well, look, it, do you step see, up uh, to one fifty five? You know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> I've been the type of person that well, I have been saying that I don't want to go chasing and calling out other divisions. Everyone seems to do. Everyone seems to be doing that right now. Uh, they fight. They don't even defend. They want to move up and, and hold on to that belt that they got. Right. I don't want to be that guy. But if an opportunity was to come at me and they were to say, "Look, we want you to fight Khabib, mate," I'll take it one hundred percent. No, right. no, no dramas. I'm not going to go chasing it. But right. And again, like uh, with my style, I think I'm very hard to hold down. I've uh, got these uh, little midget legs that are, you know, that are very hard to hold me down. It's, it's very easy for me to get up 
and I believe uh, I believe I do have tools to give uh, Khabib real big problems. So, you know, people can uh, can be offended by that, whatever. But I honestly believe that uh, I, I could uh, give him uh, some big problems, and hopefully that eventually happens. I'll defend the belt if that opportunity comes. Obviously, it's a big payday. And, uh, you know, I'll be honoured to be in uh, Octagon with, on such a big fight like, like that with him anyway. So I'll be, I'll be all for it. I'll say bring it on if it, if it comes forward. You know what it was? BJ Penn tried it. Remember, he was the 55-pound champion. He went up to 70, fought GSP, and he got his ass kicked. And then it was kind of squashed for a few years. Then they almost yeah. did Aldo versus Anthony Pettis. But then the fight got, I forget who got hurt. I think Pettis got hurt or Aldo got hurt. One of them got hurt. So then that fight fell out. Then they stumbled onto Conor McGregor. And McGregor went up from 40, didn't even defend the title, went up from 45 to 55, knocked out Aldo, then knocked out Alvarez, two of the best of all time. And then that started this whole, I want to be the champ champ. Champ champ, yeah. 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 I want $20 million, $30 million payday to be the champ champ. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I get it. I get it. I understand it. And obviously, if there's pay, if there's a big payday, we'll all be keen for it. But I just don't want to be the, the type dodging the number one contenders, you know, and trying to fight fight other guys. See, I was a, I was in a position where I put myself a number one contender. So, and you know, Max, you know, even though he did move up, he still went back to his division, defended. He fought regularly, you know, he was still staying a competitive all through the year, and uh, you know what I mean. So he still defended, and while I was number one contender. He took me on, you know, quick turnaround at the fight. And I respect that. And that's that's the type of champion I want to be too. I'll, I'll defend a few times if I can, obviously, with this. It's slowing us down. But I want to fight regularly. And if a, a lightweight fight does come in the future, I'll take that. And I'll fight 145 straight after it. A funny uh, Max story. Uh, somebody pulled out against Max. And my manager was like, Dennis, text Dana this. Text him. Who was the last person to beat Max? So I was like, oh, and I'm all hyped up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dana, who was the last person to beat Max? He's like, Connor. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. I texted my manager. I'm like, Connor was the last person to beat. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was just about right. to say, yeah, Connor. <laughs> he goes, oh, shit, yeah, that's right. And I was like, god damn it. You fucked me, doc. He's like, nah, nah, it's part of your personality. It's funny. Dana will think it's funny. So I was like. I mean, who was the second person to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was even uh, something. Alex, you're in an exclusive club. Obviously, Max yeah. is one of the best featherweights of all time. It's a very exclusive club with some VIPs. Yep. We got Dustin Poirier was the first one, and then Dustin Poirier beat him again. Conor McGregor, Alex Volkanovsky, and your boy Dennis Bermudez. Yeah, yeah man. Varsity. See? Var- that's the varsity squad right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the thing, too, is, like, people always will – some people will say, like, oh, no, that fight was close. He won a split decision over Max. But if that was a five-round fight, Max was done after that third round. Like, have you ever watched that fight? I haven't watched that fight. Sorry, I wish I was – I should have just ran with it and be like, yeah, yeah, watch it. But I haven't. I knew about it. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that uh, Dennis won, but I haven't actually watched it. I've got to go back and watch that. I should have. My coaches would have watched that fight. Uh, obviously in preps because I let them do most of the yeah you know when we're when we're you know in prep and they'll let them go and study the opponents and that so I'm sure they would have watched it but uh, and I haven't got a chance to watch it but I will watch it 100 yes it was the first it might be a rematch might be a rematch we've got to we've got to get oh, much he's, information he's, as we want. he's pushing for that's the talks yeah rematch oh, yeah yeah well that's what everyone's everyone's saying and you know again for the division right now I think that's still the biggest the biggest fight. 
so that's how I was looking at it. I was like, you know what, for me, building my profile, I think, for my profile, I think it's the biggest fight for the UFC, for the Australian fans. Uh, you know, I think it's the biggest fight right now because, uh, we, again, we've got a lot of contenders that are, I believe, uh, are maybe a fight away from, right. from being, you know, number, you know, but they're all at the same sort of, just one fight away, I think. Yeah, so, uh, I just like Korean the, Zombie is like one fight away, right? I would say. Yes, yeah. Well, but the, there's the Brian Ortega, right? But that's what it whooping, is. Uh, but to get your title what? shot, you need to beat a former champion or a firm, a former title contender. You know what I mean? That's right, what so, I feel. Yeah. So if yeah. Brian, if, if if Korean Zombie beats Brian Ortega, yeah, he gets a title shot. That fight needs to happen. Who else? Yeah. I'm trying well, to think right now. Well, that's that's probably gonna happen. From what what happened, obviously they had the yeah the little run in uh in uh where was it? That was in Vegas, wasn't it? So they had the run in there, and Ortega slapped uh, his boy. So that was uh I was actually there uh, in front of where they were sitting, but I was out backstage with Izzy when uh, Ortega slapped uh, Jay Park. So uh, I don't know. I reckon that fight definitely will happen though, because uh, the, you know there's obviously a bit of hype around that now. We got Max Holloway, probably next in line. We got Brian Ortega, Zabit, uh, Chan Sung Jong, Yair, Frankie Edgar, but Frankie Edgar's yeah, moving Frank down. Yeah, Frankie Edgar moved. Aldo moved. So we got Jeremy Stevens and Calvin Guitar about to fight, but they're still right. one or two fights away from that. Shane Burgos is on the come up, and that's the top 10. Like, other than that, yeah. yeah. Arnold Allen. Yodif Youssef, Ryan Hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dan yeah. Ige is surging right now. So he's two he he's on a winning streak, so he might be two wins away from title contention, but they gotta be big wins. Yeah. Yeah. In a big way, too. In yeah. a big way. So yeah, right now it's it's Max. Zabit just squeaked out a fight. I believe his last fight was Jeremy Stevens, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was that Qatar dude, wasn't it? Yeah, Cal yeah, Kevin Calvin Qatar. Oh, Calvin, yeah, yeah. Calvin? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so Kada, Kada, sorry, yeah. Kato, is it? But um, yeah. So that that, that fight, and again uh, with that fight, you know, I just believe that they're, they're all all one fight. You know, Zabit's on a, on a good streak. He just needs to fight a number one contender, or you yeah, fight for a number one contender. But the same as Korean Zombie. Then there's still Ortega, who's ranked very high. Who you know, surely he's a he's a fight away as well. Then you got Yeah, who beat Zombie. You know, it's just yeah. There's a few a few people that are just right there, but. I just that's what I thought while I was injured. I thought if one of these guys fight, I literally think they jump the queue, and then they, they, everyone's talking about them getting that fight. And you know, I started talking about that. I sort of made it public that I think that they're all one fight away. Go fight each other. I'm injured. I can't do nothing right now. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I'm ready to go, I'll see as whoever's number one contender. I'll see you there. But yeah, yeah that didn't happen. And then obviously Max's name kept getting uh, brung up. And again, right now I just think that probably is a is a is a fight to make. We just gotta wait and see. And justified though too. Max had a nice winning streak, and Aldo 100%. Aldo was the champion for so long, and then he beat Aldo, then solidified it. But then Alex Volkanovski came in and was like, "Nah, hold my beer. I got this. I'm gonna fuck Aldo up real quick." <laughs> and even that, yeah, that's it. He was a, that was a big fight. That's why I needed that. That's why I really wanted that fight. So I again, I always want to put myself in a position where I don't care. You know, a lot of people are gonna, you know try and get all the hype, and then a lot of them get a title fight purely on hype. I put myself in a position where the UFC couldn't say, no, I'll go out, take that number one contender in his hometown. Uh, obviously, on a winning streak, he take, took out uh, two top contenders back-to-back. -back. Aldo was, uh, yeah, so he was back on the winning uh, column, and then I was just like, this is a fight that needs to happen. And yeah. I went over there, fought him over there, and 
I took him out, and then that again, it gave the UFC had no choice but to give me that that title fight. So, yeah. so speaking... that's what I mean. That's why I think I think the guys in the division, the guys that are one fight away, don't hope you're going to get that spot. Go and take it. Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah. Speaking of holding beers, do you do shoeys? I have done my fair share of shoeys. Oh yeah, Stan. <laughs> Stan, you should definitely Mate, do a shoey in his, like. I only got flip flops on. Dude, Mate, you should see. Fuck? You should see when we go. Fe- we used to go festivals, and uh, are you going to get a go show? there? And then get a show. Yeah, I am. Oh man. Oh, he's getting one. Yeah. He, he, oh, you know man. what you need to do? He's trying to get go, me a shoe right now to do a shoey. What are you looking for? What's a shoe? Well, you have a glass shoe? Well, you actually got beers right there. Oh, it's nighttime over there, isn't it? No, it's daytime. We're daytime drinking over oh, here. Oh, it's still daytime. Yeah. Oh, look at this. He's giving me a glass shoe. Oh, look at that. <laughs> well, look, shoey well, for a that's not a real shoe. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll do it out of a, a real dis- shoe for Alex Volkanovsky. I can't believe you didn't bring a real yeah, shoe. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty disappointed with that. Pretty disappointed with that. But, yeah, I'm really disappointed too, dude. Menace, you know what? Menace, you know wanna... what? Hang on. You know what? You owe this man a shoey. We will have a video documentation of this, and we'll tag you in it on the Menace of the Man page. All right. It's going to happen. All right, 100%. Done. This week. I'll do like, a shoey what, for the right you know, person. Yeah. Alex Volkanovsky you know is the right person. Do? This is what we used to do. Like Back in the day, we'll, like people go to festivals, and they'll be at a festival all day in uh, these shoes with no socks. And you oh, could imagine, wow. festival dancing, going nuts, and then we'll be doing shoeys like six hours uh, deep in a festival while – sweaty feet and shoes and then just <laughs> well yeah i think so that's that's what you got to do that's part of it do a workout that's do part a workout of it right it's got to be okay. a dirty shoe it's got to be so like a shoe I'll, run, I'll run him around the block <laughs> like a mile point six no no socks on and yep. then he'll do the shoey and you don't need to worry remember the alcohol will kill the germs all good yeah I like that. Yeah, I'm not catching coronavirus from a shoe. At least well, I, don't I think, think that'd make you immune. Yeah. That's how you build up your uh, <laughs> immune system. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But even, Alex, one of the funniest things I've seen, too, or one of my favorite things about you that I've seen, you spar Adesanya, right? Oh, yeah. We've, yeah, we've had uh, some sparring. Obviously, we don't go crazy. We're, we're more technical sparring. But, yeah, I've sparred. I've sparred, yeah, mate. I've sparred plenty of uh, big guys. I've sparred heavyweights and everything. But... But yeah, I've, I've sparred him a few times. I put a couple of photos up longer. There's one where he's landing a jab clean on my face. That's a, a literally, yeah. That's when you think you're out of range, but then he's got them uh, long, yeah. long arms and just stuck one straight, <laughs> straight on the nose. But well, yeah, he's but, I mean, it's funny. he's huge. Yeah, man, he's a, he is a big boy. So a lot of people think he's a like small, and then they meet him like, oh well, you know, he's a solid, and he's slowly because now he's doing a lot of strength to get issues. Slowly, slowly starting to fill out a little bit as well. So he's got he's actually a decent size, decent size middleweight. But it's one thing that uh, a lot of people like. So I've sparred him, and it's funny when we spar afterwards. He's always like, because again, pressure one of pressuring's one of the things that you know us at shorter guys yeah, like yeah, use, yeah. as you know. So. Uh, and that's what he says. He goes, sometimes I end up getting him on the back foot and he's like, I'm pressuring him and he's, I'm controlling where, where he is. And then he'll be like, wait a second, I'm not letting this little fucking featherweight <laughs> yeah, put yeah. me on the fucking yeah. back foot. So that's what he'll be saying. And then he'll be like, fuck that. And then he'll try and stand his ground. And then before he knows, he's on the back foot again. And that's what he was saying. He's like, oh, I don't know how he does it. He's just got a knack for it. He just knows how to put people on the back foot and control, you know, and sort of, you know, just things like that. And he's, um, he goes, he's never really sparred with someone that's able to do that especially someone so much smaller than me yeah so that's a something that again it's a tool that i 
in my last few fights I didn't really have to use. But again, a lot of people, I, I don't want to talk myself up, but a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, You're the this champ. You're the champ. Yeah, exactly right. You know, the they're going to say this guy can do this, but, mate, I believe I can go deep anyway. I've got a lot of uh, a lot of ways that I can take a fight, and I'll be very comfortable no matter where it goes. Oh, for sure. My dude. And you know what I love, too, about your fighting style? You're into the calf kicks. Oh, they suck. Yeah, yeah, well, it's just, yeah, again, I've got short legs, so it's uh, it's easier to hit the nab, Joe. <laughs> so hitting the calves, hitting the calves is pretty easy. But at the same time, I believe, you know, you can you can hit the calves, control them, obviously. You know, the calves, especially when they want to stay on their toes, it, it makes it hard. But not just that, it is a closer target. And especially with someone like a... Someone like a Max Holloway, you know, he, he does stand heavy on that front leg because he loves to manipulate that distance with his jab. So that was one reason why we had to do that. Even if it didn't hurt him, it was just going to break his rhythm. So, uh, you know, that's, that's it. like, again, like we had, obviously I can't give away too much, but um, at the same time, a lot of people, you hear a lot of people like, oh, yeah, all he has to do is adjust to them kicks and then, you know, he's going to give Alex a big problems. But then they don't realize that. The main focus of my leg kicks was to break his rhythm, yeah? So he's the volume puncher. And if he's going to start worrying about my leg kicks and adapting to that, he's doing my job for him. He's already broken his own rhythm, something that he's been so successful for so many years. Uh, and not just that, you know what I mean? His volume's going to be a, a lot less because he's trying to protect that leg. So you get what I mean? It's a, it's a tricky one. A lot of people look at it. Very shallow-minded, I guess that's the right word. They'd be like, oh, all he needs to do is check the kicks. Check the kicks. That's a, oh, I'd love that. Again, that, that'll break his rhythm. That'll make it work even easier for him. Speaking of kicks, sorry, getting a little bit off rhythm or topic. You threw him off rhythm talking about the low yeah, kicks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when was the last time Aldo threw one of those fucking Aldo kicks? I haven't seen Mate, it in, like, years. He says, I remember hearing somewhere that um, it was – he was taking like it was too much damage even though he was landing these massive kicks like his legs would be busted up and like that's why he was saying he's like on you know it's it was doing him just as much harm obviously through the fight it would, it would bust the guy's leg right but after the fight i think he would be like weeks and weeks without being able to use a leg and it's funny because i know i've heard that and now i believe it because <laughs> a lot of my fights i've been doing a lot of kicks and don't get me wrong, it does it does build up. But at the end of the day, you know, I've got a job to do. If I'm going to hurt my leg in that octagon, but if yeah. that's going to get the job done, I'll keep doing it till my career's over. So I don't care if it, if it hurts afterwards. I'll worry about what's what's working in the fight. I'll do what needs to be done. And if my leg hurts afterwards, I'll deal with that afterwards. Yeah, for those couple weeks that your shin hurts or your foot hurts, you just go, yeah, I won that fight though. Yeah. Deal with yeah. it later. Yeah, man. Yeah, I won that shit. Fuck it. Oh, mate. It hurts, too. Like, I've had, like, I can't, like, the next day, especially jumping on the plane, a lot of times. Oh, uh, I know you. up, all the Dennis, salt. You, oh, man. Do you, do you hold a lot of water? You would hold a lot of water, too, wouldn't you? Heck, yeah. Mate, and on airplanes, I don't know if this happens to you, but all that water just ends up going straight to my ankles. Yeah, you can push, you push your foot, and your indentation will stay there for, yep. like, yeah. 45 seconds <laughs> it's on crazy a plane. Yeah, a minute <laughs> on a plane you're saying no yeah, like man. just even like after when I get swelling off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and there'll be a proper dent like a, a nice proper fingerprint that stays yes. in, in your in your shin so i get that as well and then after my legs being like that 
uh, and then all the water going down there and all the bruising and all that yeah. goes down, mate, I can't even walk the next day. For like two I weeks, I won't be able to kick anything. Actually, like a yeah. month. Fuck. <laughs> I remember actually funny talking about the water. I remember because uh, when I fought Aldo, I ended up getting cellulitis on my leg. Oh, that's tough. And um, that's when I was in Chile for like five, six days in a bed, bedridden. I had to leave my leg up. I had to leave it up so the, you know, obviously the fluids can come down. And so while I was eating junk food, after a fight, holding a lot of water, sitting on a chair, being a V, so my, my head was up and my legs were up. And because the lowest point was my hip area, all the water ended up sitting around my hips. So my legs, my hip flexors, all the water sat there. So you go there and I just look like a pear. <laughs> I literally look like a pear, mate. It was a pear with legs. It was weird. It was actually, these are problems that we get when we are. Uh... I know it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you gonna scold the whole thing or what? Yeah, I mean, I owe you at least even a bootleg shoey, so yeah, go I'll ahead, hit take, you with it. Take it down, take it down. You gotta down it. You, you gotta down it. You gotta down it. Which way? Should one I, go. Is this like the what's that movie? Beer Fest, where I gotta yes. turn it at the end? I don't know. Put Cheers, on, Alex. Where, where's the stand cam? Cheers. Why you want me to go stand cam? Yep. I'd rather keep it right here and let right. that, Alex see it. Really, dude? Put that thing away. Oh, Holy here we go. shit. Dude, we got to get the show over eventually. <laughs> wow. There it is. That's for the featherweight champion. Oh, oh, man, I appreciate that. <laughs> he throws up. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't wait to see the shoey. The real one. Man, though, I'm loving this episode, though. I got two of the, in my opinion, two of the best featherweights that ever lived. Dennis Bermudez, oh, Alex Volkanovsky. Yeah, a couple of homies. Here we go. Varsity Good squad. Stuff. Mate, yeah. Bro, the varsity squad. Crossbows. Crossbows. <laughs> yeah. Shoeies. Yep. We've got yep. it all happening here. Yeah. You got to live. You got to. That's the one thing with this coronavirus. You got to still enjoy your life as much as you can. Exactly right. Adapt. Yeah. Adapt. Like I say, you've got to adapt no matter what it is. So, Alex, you're the man. Thank you for the time. Don't be a stranger. Let's get if you're free, we'd love to have you on. You can come yeah. on every episode if every you want. Week. You're the champ. Well, next time we have well, you mate. on, I want uh, a street fight. Oh, he's probably younger. Yeah. I want to hear a street you want fight. One of my street fights. Well, next time we have you on, I want to hear about one of your street fights. Okay, yeah, I've got a few of those that I could And do. if you want, you yeah, could no. start <laughs> you could start thinking about like a crazy one that never even happened. You can make it up. I don't care. You could lie to us. No, I've got some pretty good ones yeah, that I didn't I like make that. up, so I wouldn't mind telling some stories. Yeah. And yeah, sounds we, good. We've been playing. Hey, remember, we've got a lot of time on our hands, so if you want me on again, let me know. You got a big dog. Oh, absolutely. And we've been playing phone tag with Adesanya's people, but let Adesanya know. I don't know how close you guys are, but slide into his DMs and let him know. Menace no, and the man got, is where it's he's at. He's got his phone number. Of course, but <laughs> text him right now. Tell him the menace wants him on the menace and the man show. And Stan, oh, the, Stan will do a shoey oh, for him. <laughs> oh, as 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 our boy would usually say, mine and is his boy. Leave it with me. Oh, if, leave it with. If if that's what we need to do, and we have Australians on the show, is me take a shoey all day. Yep. I'll do it all day. Mate, now that you've done shoeys and and you got crossbows and whatnot, oh, mate, I think we just uh, need a boomerang, dude. Think, yeah, that, I'll send you one. Ooh, deal. we like that. We like that. All right, Alex. All right, you're the man. Thank you for the time. No Take it worries. easy, Thank champ. Thank you. Peace, bro. Have, 
Have a good one. You Stay too. safe. Be careful with that boat. Yeah. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. He's a good guy. Oh, my God. Stan, we got to hurry up with the show, man, because I got to go outside and shoot my crossbow. Dude. I'm losing light. Yeah. No, you got till 8 o'clock. What? What? You have till 8 o'clock with light, no? You're being insane. I had um, Eric Albarison was going to come on. We'll do him for 10, 15, and then you can go shoot your crossbow. Show him your crossbow. I thought you had what's-her-face. Who? Megan Anderson had to go, an emergency with her dog of some kind. Oh. Something like that. All right. 10 minutes. You got 10 minutes. Get your crossbow. Show him your crossbow. But, man, huge. Alex Volkanovsky's like the guy. Yeah. I feel like you kind of knew that, though. Yeah, I did. I wanted to ask him, too, like, are you a gangster? Because I know you've said that uh, Frank Hickman, like, rolls with the gangsters. No. Right? No. Or that's just Peter Yan. Yeah, Peter Yan's a gangster, I guess. But I remember you said something like that. Like Alex Volkanovsky hangs out with like the hard-nosed or tougher Russians and whatnot. I never said that. Sorry. One hundred percent. I'll have to find the evidence. All right. What is the upcoming fights? Right. No, this was just talking points. Wait, uh, I got to do one of these. That's why I gave you those papers, even though there's nothing written on them, just for you to do like your newscaster. Well, I have a freaking crossbow, dude. But Woodley Covington were talking about shit. They were going to fight. The Olympics got... We'll talk about... Let's talk to Eric about the Olympics getting postponed. You can show him your crossbow. He's the one with the... Uh, the... The... Uh, the glasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah your boy. Yep. The coach of the champions. Yep. He coaches Cejudo, the Pitbull brothers. Yep. All of them crackers. Oh, wow. We'll get a little um, update on the ground from the streets of Arizona. Man, you're excited, though, about that crossbow. You yeah. were like, bro, you were like deep into it before. I don't even know if this episode was going to happen if you had gotten it done early enough and gone outside yeah what do you need though what is the best place for you to see my computer yeah. Russell 49 capital W what Russell 49 coach holy what up? My man, look at this guy. If you hey. go if you go long ways, you can get both of us. Okay. So like this? Yep. Oof. Look at him dripping squagoo. Damn. <laughs> Damn. You know, we're trying to get a... You over there, you got a hunting bow, but I, I'm ahead of you. He already <laughs> shot the... He already well, shot the... Well, the, the thing is, is I just want everybody to know... If they come, you know, to the menace headquarters looking to loot, they're going to have a problem. All right? Because I got a crossbow. Ah, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm just putting it out there. Just a slight <laughs> flex. So if people come, they know what the fuck's up. Do you live in a, what is it, st uh, stand your ground state? No. I live in a, if I shoot you, you sue me. 
I go to jail. Oh, shit, you sucks. could be walking out of my house with my TV, and if I shoot you, I'll probably go. I'll probably get a life sentence. Yeah, like we'll actually put that disclaimer out. We're shooting in. We're shooting this episode in whatever state crossbows are legal in. We're not even in New York right now. That's where we live. <laughs> well, we're over here in the desert. Check it out. Yeah, I like that. Ooh, I like that. Cactuses, hills, Cadillacs. Yeah, oh, not only that. Oh, the oh the, the, the Lambo. Ferrari. That's a Ferrari. Oh, Ferrari. Yeah, thought it was a Lambo. <laughs> Coach, that's you. Boy, come on now, Dennis. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> when you uh, when you coach Triple C, Pitbull. Damn. And they're getting, they're getting four world titles. They give you a reward. Damn. So who gave you that that Ferrari? Sponsors. Okay. So Eric Alvadasin, welcome back to Menace in the Man. How always, are you doing today, Coach? Awesome I'm good. I'm good. Yes, there there are the glasses. Yes, that's the one. I... I'm over here with Leandro Ego, Bellator superstar, right here. Leandro, what's going on, my man? What's up, big dog? Woo! Woo! <laughs> Leandro, uh, his last fight was against Sean Bunch in Bellator. Oh, aka he beat Sean Bunch. Yeah, he finished him in uh, the second round. Oh. With that flying knee, right? No, it was a, a guillotine. Yeah. But that flying knee had a, had a big uh, impact for sure. Right? I don't know. Você pegou o joelho voador contra ele? Eu acho que não. No, I think that's a different fight. It's Leandro Ego. But that's a... Uh... Yeah, I don't know about the flying knee. Got, last time I saw him fight, I think he got flying knee. Who, Bunch? Yeah. It might have been the fight before that. Oh, okay. But yeah, Bunch. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Bunch, you're right. His last fight was Sean Bunch. Sean Bunch fought again after that against oh. Kevin Lee's brother. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's a big win. Sean Bunch has been on the show before. Big fan of Sean Bunch. He's a Olymp. You know Sean Bunch from wrestling, I'm sure. Oh yeah, Sean Bunch, we're boys. We uh, Sean Bunch is actually came down to Natal, Brazil, at the Pitbull Brothers to help out. Um, right, he said that. The uh, Tricky Pitbull versus Michael Chandler. Him and Henry used to be roommates. What's that? Sean Bunch and Henry used to be roommates. Yeah. At the OTC. Yeah. At the OTC, and then uh, I think he went out to Ohio State. This yeah. This is your segue. In 2012, and they lived. Uh, I keep. So Eric, what do you think about Yo. the what do you think about the Olympics being postponed? How crazy is this shit? I mean, it's crazy because I think the I don't think this is as big as the coronavirus isn't as big as the scare. Yeah, the, the precaution as big as the precaution. They got to take that precaution, yeah, I guess. Like man, shit, it's got a weak it's a weak virus. You know, can't withstand eighty degrees. She got a good immune system. If you're young, you're not gonna. You might have mild symptoms. I mean, I don't think I don't feel like they have to shut everything down. I got a couple of friends; their businesses are shutting down already after the, after this month of March. So, what oh. UFC still training? <laughs> oh well, we're in you New know, York. They got the fight's still going on. We're training for Triple C. That's actually where I'm training Triple C for Jose Aldo. That's why Leandro's here. Oh, okay. My man. 
Oh, so Leandro is acting like Jose Aldo for a few weeks. He's playing that role. He's the better version of Jose Aldo. Okay, uh, okay. Actually, the story is, you know, uh, Leandro um, uh, was on looking for a fight with Dana White right. a few years ago, like three, four years ago. And Dana White watched him fight, and he won the LFA, RFA world title. And he came up to me, and he said, hey, that guy looks just like Jose Aldo. Uh, he fights just like him. So as soon as Henry said he wanted to fight Aldo and Dana White gave it the go-ahead, I called up Leandro. And Leandro was supposed to be fighting Connecticut two weeks ago. The card that got canceled, that yeah. And then uh, he stayed in the U.S. And, and he came over here to prepare for Aldo. So we've been here, uh, even during this quarantine, we've been preparing for Jose Aldo. They paid him though, right? Bellator paid him for that. Bellator paid Leandro, yep. Shout out to Bellator. And, uh, show and win. Yeah, oh, I know. Wow. They, they took care of the wow. fighters. They, they took the right care thing, of, huh? Yeah, they took care of everybody. Damn. Yeah, that was interesting. So, yeah, we're over here. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know that. Uh, what do you? What is you guys? What do you guys think of what's going to happen with the UFC? At least two forty nine. Henry's supposed to be two fifty. But if 249 doesn't go off... Well, we just had Volkanovsky on, who we actually should have went there, how him and Henry have been having a lot of back and forth as well. But we were talking to him. It's going to be, for the time being, fighting. Like, do you see what Chael did yesterday? On, uh... Underground? The, Submission on, Underground? Yeah. That's what I it's going to be. It. It's going to be... What no they, fans? No fans, and only the timekeeper was in a different room. The producer was in a truck outside. Chael doing the commentary was in a different room. And they just had the referee, two fighters, and like one official, one outside official inside the actual room. Wow. Yeah. That kind of takes the... the kind of. T- I don't know. It you takes know, a lot Henry out of it. Mentioned it. Henry was like, kind of, I kind of like, he likes the crowd. Yeah. You like to you like to hear the crowd, whether they're booing or, you know, you could use it for motivation. At least from from what Henry was telling me, he was like he likes the crowd. So, so, so I don't you know. you know the guys that the the gym heroes that do better in training than they do in like when the when the lights are on when the lights are on. I think like guys like that will even do better with this whole scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Wow, that you get you got a. Because I remember I fought Jimmy Rivera in a fucking arena. And nobody was, it was just Dana White, Mayhem Miller, and, and Michael Bisping, and you know some Cutman and shit like that, and just all the other people trying out. And it almost felt like training. You know what I mean? It, it, like I think I think people will fucking even go for more shit because they're just they're not they're under the pressure. Yeah, that I think crazy it definitely takes pressure. away some of the pressure. Yeah. Wow. You know what? I, I haven't thought about it that way, but I, I see your point. And I, oh, shit. You convinced me. I know a lot of fighters that are like that. That are better without, Wedge you know. Wedge better. Yeah. Uh, you can hear your corners and like fucking. And there's guys that are the opposite. Yes. How does it affect them? The guys that get their ass kicked in practice and then right. during the show, when, when the lights come on, they're... Uh, 180 degrees different. Yeah, like I think it would benefit Tony Ferguson to have a fucking stadium packed out. Yeah, yeah. Well, wh- which one is Henry Cejudo? Is Henry Cejudo a practice guy or he's a gamer? 
He's definitely oh. a gamer, but I think he hey, does the right uh, thing. He, he, he's definitely a gamer, but he wins in practice he too. He likes to entertain. Well, he did it in wrestling. You know, there was never twenty five thousand, right, eighty thousand right, right. people, millions of people watching when he wrestled. So he's kind of already showed he could do it without a crowd. But he's saying he like he likes it with with the crowd there. Yeah, he likes to get the the, the fans involved. He's a man of the people. He's a king of the people. He's the king of cringe. <laughs> the people's champ. The people's champ. Yes. I'm a big uh, – that's one of those things. Like even when Colby was doing it, I've, I've told Menace, I love it. The what, what Henry does, I'm a huge fan of. I love the cringe. I love the putting himself out there. Like people uh, – remember we had Bobby Green on, and Bobby Green said what he does, the breathing is mad corny. I love that. When he looks in the camera and starts fucking, I think that's amazing. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, that yeah, that's him. <laughs> he didn't get that from somebody else. That's his own. So now, when he does all this shit, and you're standing next to him, are you like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" Or at this point, you're just like, "All right, that's Henry. No, I'm, I'm I, into it." No, I'm like. I'm like, I created a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> no. I go, it took years. I used to fight with Henry over that. He used like, to be a little you bit gotta like. Amplify yourself. You got to get out there. Show him your true, your true self. Quit holding back. I've told this story before, but, and Dennis could probably relate. In wrestling, you don't got the shit talking. Yeah. Because it's like you're competing five times in one day on a weekend. Right. Like, you going to talk gonna, shit to everybody? Got, <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, maybe now you can't get on a tweet, but there was no shit talking back when, uh, and when you're competing in wrestling. And then it's every week. Yeah. There's no time to build it up. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, real, it's a real traditional sport where there's really not a lot of shit talking involved. You shake hands before. You shake hands after. Um, the coaches don't let you talk shit to each other. It's kind of like, it's just much different. But nowadays, uh, I told him, I was like, you gotta, you gotta be more entertaining. I go, so what happened was when he was a wrestler, he never got the shit talk because, because of that reason. But in 2018, he won the Olympics, right? So. There's no trolls when you win the Olympics in wrestling. Right. No, you're not going to have trolls. Hey, you suck. Yeah, you didn't deserve you to win. Won the Olympics, yeah. And he was the only one that won the Olympics. However, as soon as he got into MMA, it's about four to five years later, automatically 50% hate him. Well, for those first four to five years before that, he's doing seminars and he's being speaking engagements where he has no trolls. It's 100% yeah. fans. You go, you jump in the MMA, 50% hate you. So he pulls back on being himself. You know, he, uh, he's thinking, once I become champion, then I can become myself. Well, he loses to Demetrius, and he gets more haters because now he's the Olympic champion that, that got beat in the first round. So he even shuts, he becomes more recluse, uh, thinking that when I beat Demetrius, then everything's going to be better. I'm not going to have trolls. I could be myself. He goes out there, he beats Demetrius, nothing changes. Probably even more haters saying that it was a fluke. So then it was like, I think it became when he beat, really as he started getting closer to fighting TJ, he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I beat, T I beat Demetrius, still I got more haters. He's like, I can't, anything I do, I can't please everybody like, yeah. like he's wanting to do. So then he just became himself. 
and started thinking, I don't care what people think of me. And that's kind of like how the cringe got so cringy. <laughs> oh, 100%. And even something that, so where he is the king of cringe, where Henry Cejudo always holds the place, like in my heart, if you will, was that night when he beat Dillashaw. And you were there. I remember seeing Eric Albarrison. It was actually the first time, like, you were probably a couple drinks in. I was wasted. And the first time I met you, and it was his after party. Do you remember this? Where was his after party? At Marquee. Yeah. And you remember, like, everyone crowded around. We talked to Henry about this when we had him on. Everyone crowded around, and he gave a toast, or someone gave a toast to him, and yeah, then he started. Yeah, I got that video. Oh, send me that video, because remember, he started talking, or you might have stopped the video after he started talking about Dennis, but he toasted his career and what he did, and then he was like, yo, but everybody, I want you guys to stop right now and give it up for Dennis Bermudez. And he toasted Dennis at that moment and was like, yo, an amazing career, Everything Dennis did and blah, blah, blah. Like, he took the spotlight off himself in that moment and passed it to Dennis. And I was like, man. At his own party. I was like, thanks, dude. Uh, yeah. Yo, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I'm pretty sure I got that video. Yo, I would love to have that, video. have that video. Because then I, I never stopped it because then I spoke after, but I was, like, cursing up a storm. <laughs> I was like, we fucking did it. You must. Anyway. Uh, so no, I, I I saw that video recently within the last couple months. Oh my God, Eric! So hit, I have that video. I'll send, send it me to that you. video. That video is amazing because I remember being like, "Yo, we all were toasting Henry," and then Henry went, "Yo, everybody, just Dennis Bermudez." And I remember being like, "What the Was fuck? That that Did Henry no. just?" No, yeah, Leandro wasn't there. That was TJ. We were there. We did the one. He was here for Marlon Marias. But that gave me that thing of like, "Yo, Henry's a real motherfucker. He's a good dude." Oh, yeah. Yeah. For like, sure. Oh, like past the king of cringe. Yeah, he's he's the man, Henry Cejudo. I'm a big, I've always been a big Henry Cejudo fan. I know Menace is a big fan of him. We're also big Eric Albaracin fans. So before we let you go, something I saw recently, you know when you get like that random cue of a video you should watch? And it's something I've already seen, but you fucking trained Batista? Yeah, Dave Batista. Yeah, like that fight came up in my queue and I watched and I saw you in his corner. I was like, oh shit, he's got the the fucking trainer of trainers in his corner. He only did one fight, was, right? One yeah, fight, he yeah. Won. That, that, that whole situation was so crazy because he had never really trained before other than being a bodybuilder and, and, and WWE, but it's much different. But he was yeah. 44 and it, it was so, damn, it was so much harder. We didn't know how to. How do you push a 44-year-old that's never done this before? So it was really tough. We were fighting a guy named Rashid Evans. We fly to Rhode Island. We arrive in Rhode Island where the fight was, and Rashid Evans was arrested. Yeah. So we're like, we don't have a fight. So they get this other guy who has over like 45 fights. Yeah, He's that's like what I was going to say. 30 pounds. And like our guy was zero and zero, Batista, and he fought a guy that had uh, Damn. over forty-five fights. Had fought Tim uh, the Maniac, and he was the like twenty and twenty. Experience. He was like twenty and twenty-two or something like that. He was game yeah. as fuck. Yeah, and Batista still took that fight. Yes, but then I remember just I watched it, and it was a young Eric Albaracin. It was like a, a little less swag, a little less, you know, probably the same swag. He just didn't show it on video, <laughs> but. We, <laughs> true, true. 
I saw to, you in his corner. Then after the game up, we're over here on a new level. Oh yeah, I saw you in his corner. Then after the fight, he thanked you, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize Batista trained with Eric Albarracine. Man, you know what was crazy? What I remember oh, now. I, I didn't know he trained at all. <laughs> it, uh, no, he's like a brown. He might be a brown belt. This. He's he's legit. The Batista. He might be. A, he's definitely a purple belt. He might be a brown belt by now. I think. Yeah. I th- back then he was. Yeah. He loves jujitsu. He's he's doing. Well, he blew up after that. He really blew up after that because then he went on. Uh, he did it in concurrent with the debut of the man with the iron fists. Yeah. And then after that, he got into Spectre with James Bond, and you know he's he's blown up. It's awesome to see. He's See going, how well he's done. Yeah, he's going the the rock route. Well, now he's Drax, so he's fucking huge. Yeah. In the event, uh, what are they? Guardians Marvel. of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah, superstar. And, he, and then he was with the Avengers, late the last one. So what's the deal? Le- Leandro only speaks Portuguese, right? Right. Right, but Leandro's here. He's looking just like Jose Aldo. So we're ready, man. You know, we're over here. It's good that he can, because we're still in, you know, uh, Pitbull Brothers versus SBG. We're, we're we got that rivalry going on. We're going after Conor McGregor's team, and uh, one by one, we're taking out their soldiers. So we had Patricio taking out Pedro Garvalho, but that fight got canceled the day of the fight. He's going looking to fight James Gallagher over in Ireland. Uh, you got some, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got a uh, Patricky Pitbull is main eventing against Peter Squealy. Wait, Peter McQueely? What is Peter Queely? I think his name is Peter Queely. Peter Queely, and uh, those guys, they, them guys were going at it at the press conference for Bellator. But uh, love it. You know the coronavirus is kind of slowing everything down, but hate it. We'll yeah. be able to stop the virus, but they ain't gonna be able to stop the Pitbull brothers. Yeah. We're coming to uh, we're coming to conquer Ireland's SDG. We're oh. burn the ships and tank the castle once we arrive. They're not going to be able to stop the Al-Badassin trained fighters. Period. No. Period. Captain, Captain America's army. I like I that. I got the zombie. I got the eraser. I got Leandro Ego. We got Patricky Pitbull. We got Arya Stark. We got Patricia Pitbull. And, and of course, we got uh, Triple C. So now, how many languages do you speak? How are you communicating with the Korean zombie? Uh, in Korean, you, you speak Korean too. I learned a little bit for for what we had to in planned in um for the fight. Okay. So not fluent, not yet. I'm not. I'm not fluent. I'm. I'm enough to get get your phone number and ask you out for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but even that, let's get. Let's touch base later on this week. Send me that video, and let's get Leandro on next week, and you be our translator. How's that sound? Semanic um, Bang. Podcast. One podcast with me. Okay. It's better. Yeah, a real quick story. This, this is, I was at the, the BMF fight with this jacket, and there was the Trump supporters were there. Because Trump came, yeah. and they try to rip this jacket to pieces. <laughs> so I got a lot of holes in them. I'm trying to get, I got to fix. Just, yeah, it's got some, you know, a little stitch going. They got They try to rip it off me. They were. Uh, Hang on, that's if someone tries to rip it. my jacket, I, that's a fist fight. I'm punching. Him I don't in the care. Face. Yeah. Not not when there's a bunch of. Uh, don't care. Fifty uh, year old women with with uh. with uh, protesting. Yeah, no. 
wasn't the right. To, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I just tried. To well, hang on. I would never hit a woman, but I'd foot sweep the shit out of one. Well, we were, we were late to the fight, so I was in a rush. Okay. As soon as we get off, I'm gonna text Henry. Yo, you gotta buy Eric a new coat, a new <laughs> mink. <laughs> Eric needs a new mink. a new mink. Hey, but he did get a new truck. I haven't. LiftedTrucks.com gave him a big ass truck. I don't know if you guys saw it. I seen that in your stories. I've Lifted seen that too. shit. It's like seven feet high. Damn. Yeah, you, you guys gotta jump out of it. <laughs> I stay following. You guys stay training. Yes. You guys are running hills and social distancing out in the mountains and whatnot. That's what's You're up. You're on top of it. This virus ain't getting us. We're bio, bio X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Leandro. We'll definitely get you on soon. Eric, you're the man. Thank you for jumping on the show. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon, my brother. All right, gents. Catch you guys. Stay Pitbull safe. Brothers versus SVG. Clean your Stay ass two. and clean your hands. Make sure you guys desanitize UFC after this. 250. Triple C. Send me that video, brother. I'll talk to you soon. I will. I will. Good shit. He looks amazing. Oh, my God. Shut off the camera. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this up and let's go shoot some. Let's watch you shoot some crossbows. It's getting dark. We gotta hurry up. So we'll do real quick. John Jones. Ah, ah. This man can't get out of his own way. Just what the fuck, John? Like what the fuck are you doing, he bro? He definitely gets a pass somehow, right? Like a year will go by. <laughs> He's gonna get. This is gonna have him sit out for a minimum six months to a year. With legal battles and the PR that UFC has to do. They might do like John Jones versus Santos in the meantime for like an interim. Yeah. But just what the fuck? Like I have a post that I like want to put up, but I almost don't want to. Because like. What's the post? 2020. Like, you know, everyone. 2020. Man, 2020 has been fucking crazy. I need some normalcy. John Jones. Hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, him getting arrested. It's like, yo, that's normal, I guess. Where Ben, uh, Ben put up a fucking uh, ben, ben Askren. Askren put up a post like he, the dude makes a lot of money. Like you can't get like a driver. Chael's <laughs> been screaming it for years. Uh, get an Uber. I have Uber app, and Chael's been like, I have the Uber app. Get the fucking Uber or, app. Or like you're John Jones. He could call me like, yo, yo, I'm gonna fly you down here this weekend. You just need to drive me around and be sober, but I got you. Pay your boy fifty grand a year to drive you around. Yeah. You're a fucking multimillionaire. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the worst thing is like, like I've said before, no matter what he's doing, juice, fucking drugs, anything. He'll still be like the best. He's the best. Same as like Mike Tyson. Because as soon as somebody, let's let's say, okay, they strip the title from him. Okay. Some guy becomes a title, hold it down for three defenses. It's always like, but is he the best? John's going to come in and beat that ass. Yeah. John, like we saw it with DC and I love DC. But John's going to come in and John's going to. Yep. And then the question, too, when John comes in and kicks your ass, was he doing coke? <laughs> last, you know, was he partying last yeah. weekend? Yeah. And so he got arrested. And I hate that. Like, I hate even talking about it. I really do. Because I am a huge John Jones fan. But like he and I'm a huge supporter of weed. He had weed on his shirt. The cops. You see the video? No. The cops were like, have you been drinking? He was like, yeah, I've been drinking. Earlier. And then they were like, sobriety test? Yo. Oh, John. He was like, they were like talking to him. And he was like, I get punched in the head a lot. So 
I have bad ADHD. Like he was going with like, uh, yeah. Just, was he visibly like drunk in the video? Not visibly, but, but he you was, know when you see a guy and you're like, his eyes are not even focused. Not visibly like that, but visibly as far as either he's punch drunk or he was drunk. Yeah. Because they were telling him shit and they'd be like, do you have, this is the sobriety test. This is what you got to do. Do you have any questions? And he'd go. What? Like, yeah, I have a question. Like, so do you want me to, you want me to, and he like the sobriety test they were giving him, he couldn't even comprehend how to do them. They were like, I want you to walk nine steps that way and count foot in front of the other and then walk nine steps back. And he would walk the nine steps and then turn around. Like, can I start again? I, I, I lost track of count. You're counting to nine. You're counting to nine. Yeah, and then he came back and then did it. And then he started at, when he got to nine, he was like faking like he was going to do a 10th step faking like he was going to turn around and then he just turned around and walked back normally without counting so then they were like yo we're placing you under arrest jesus yeah it wasn't good and i'm like i said i gotta give, i gotta i gotta have a gander at it put it up on our story so oh it wasn't good i don't even like a, yeah i'm gonna have to what put do you mean i gotta put my post up i guess but it wasn't it wasn't good so real quick we'll go through our quick little punch list we'll get a couple clips with menace usman masvidal they were trying to make it for April 18th when Tony versus Khabib fell out. Khabib went to Russia. They were going to do the fight like we were talking with Volkanovski in the Abu Dhabi. Usman was, that's why I told you to hit him up. Usman was all over social media today like, yo, Masvidal don't want this smoke. They offered it to him on two weeks notice and he said no. But three weeks notice, whatever it would be right now. Yeah, I think uh, Usman is one of those guys that is... He's a workhorse. That dude stays stays ready, stays in good shape. Um, I can't speak for Masvidal. I don't know what he's doing. I would imagine when it's camp time, though, he fucking cracks the whip and is on like a a real serious, you know, regiment. So, I mean, for a title, if someone asked me, like, yo, Dennis, two weeks, you ready to go? And I wasn't ready to go, I'd be like, no. Like, I mean, because, I mean, for me, losing weight was a big deal and just, you know. Yeah, and even from I understand that because even for Masvidal, if he loses this on two weeks, his clout and his yeah, whole thing is yeah, a little yeah. diminished. Yeah, for sure. Where Usman, if he loses on two weeks, it's like ah, uh, you probably get a rematch. You're the champ. You took a fight on two weeks' notice. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a little bit different of a scenario. But then even um, I wish that fight would have got made. But then Woodley Covington, they were talking about saving. So now obviously again, Khabib Tony canceled. The way it's looking, it's canceled. Yeah. Khabib's stuck in Russia. They're not letting him travel unless Dana gets a yacht and pulls up on the shore and Khabib jumps on. I don't think that fight's happening. Canceled for a fifth time. So Woodley and Covington were going back and forth saying they would save April 18th. I mean, that would be... I, I like that fight a lot. I mean, but when you have Covington on a card, I think that's a fight that you could definitely buy more views if you give them more time to promote it right yes and i think that's even what he needs but like we were talking about Alex, we're in a weird state right now yeah ufc was even dana said he was trying to put i mean if they confirmed it today they could do a ton of skypes and fucking yeah they could do a lot but even he was trying to confirm rosen uh jarzinho rosenick the big fucking heavyweight versus nagano they were trying to add that to february 18th because they were supposed to fight Oh, right. It got like, canceled. Like, yeah. I think tomorrow or no, this weekend. This, this past weekend. This past weekend yeah. they were supposed to fight. They got canceled. Yeah. But Dana, keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully yep. he pulls off some fights. He's, he's very convinced, and I'm I'm uh, 
I'll be happy to watch. Bro, you could do what Chael did. I almost was going to be like, yo, hit Chael up and let's get Chael on tonight to talk about how amazing he is yeah. and that he pulled that off last night. Yeah. Like you didn't watch it or you watched it the you watched late, it when you yeah. woke up. You watched the last two fights, but I watched even the whole card. For me, huge fight fan, those fights sufficed me. Yeah. The grappling matches in a cage. It was like, all right, if this is the new normal, I'm into it. Yeah. I'll watch those fights like you fought Jimmy Rivera in empty arena. I I love that. I'm into that. I'm into the ultimate fighter. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the cameras aren't watching the crowd. It's watching the action. Yeah, but I could see, like, what Eric Albaracine said. You want the crowd cheering and whatnot, yeah. but... Yeah. Let's go have Menace shoot his arrow. Maybe we'll take some video. Yep. Episode 71. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for joining, guys. Clean your asses. Clean your hands. Uh, like we were saying, you don't, you don't got to go completely social distance. Just hang out with the same few people. And if one of them spiked that they're sick, then you got a problem. Yeah, but then kill them. Yeah. I got a crossbow. That's why I got a crossbow. Just in case Dean gets sick, I'll put him out of his misery. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yep. I'm into that. I'm into that. Yep. You only live once and everybody dies someday. So yep. I'll kill you. Episode 71, Menace and the Man. Whoa. See you later.